Please be seated. Now, I'm going to come out here because the Episcopal blast area this morning is just too large. And I don't want anybody going to sleep uh, while I'm uh, bringing the sermon. So I want to, like, keep your attention and stuff like that. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. Jesus is talking about forgiveness. Uh, Peter uh, gives us uh, extra time to add forgiveness. He multiplies the normal uh, forgiveness of three times, maybe four, or three times, but not the fourth, (laughs) to seven times. Um, And uh, he's doing pretty good that way. But Jesus says, no, I want you forgiving and I don't want you counting. That's what he says to us. If you're counting, you're not forgiving. Amen? Oh, good, you're still with me. Praise (laughs) the Lord. If you're counting, you're not forgiving. Um, I almost thought we should call this the the parable of the whistleblower, uh, because we've got some whistleblowers kind of ratting on this guy over here who refuses uh, to forgive a small debt when he has been given forgiven a huge debt, an impossible debt. Um, And so the Lord wants us to manifest in the Christian community that characteristic of forgiving, forgiving, and not counting. Sometimes that's hard to do. In uh, my family, my sister, Krista, was the whistleblower. I don't know if you had a family like that, but Krista was watching all kinds of stuff. I I was number one, and so I was pretty good... You know, I was pretty good, you know, maintaining the traditions and things like that of the family. But Krista was always hanging around in the back. She would always answer it. My mother would ask me questions. You know, being a guy, I'm a little slow sometimes academically and stuff like that. But Krista would holler out the answer over there. She's coloring and stuff like that. I'm thinking, oh, what's the answer to this? Krista would say, three. So she was always looking around. And she was always checking on me and stuff like that. Jesus wants us to forgive those people in our lives okay, who have sinned against us. Now, some, some of us will say, well, well, I'm not quite sure if they're repentant. Okay, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, Lord, if they really understand the measure of stuff they've caused against me. And the Lord doesn't seem to be worried about that. But the other issue is this. If we're not forgiving, we're always scratching. We're always bothering the wounds that people have inflicted upon us. And if we're not forgiving, we're always digging. And we're always developing resentment. And so really, forgiveness is more for us than it is for them. If you have marks all over your body, we want those to heal up. The best way for them to heal is to receive forgiveness. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, in Jesus' time, this was, this was common 
common thought and common teaching. We can see that from the reading from Ecclesiasticus or the book of Sirach today. And I'm sure some of us were in here wondering, well, why are the Anglicans reading Ecclesiasticus today? Don't they know that's from the Apocrypha? Now, you'll see our, our little response on the bottom there was not the word of the Lord. Okay? So we don't believe that Ecclesiasticus is part of the canon. But we do believe that Ecclesiasticus and the Apocryphal books are important literature during the time of Jesus. And sometimes it coordinates exactly with what Jesus is talking about. Jesus was a Pharisee. A lot of the teachings of the Pharisees are emphasized in the Apocryphal books. And there's some really strange stuff in the Apocryphal books too, which is why the Anglicans don't regard these as canonical scriptures. Now, using the Apocrypha just shows our relationship to the historical church. The historical church of the first century, which is using some of these apocryphal books as, as good information for their spiritual life. The Roman Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church, regards them as canonical scriptures. We don't, as Anglicans, but we don't throw out the bathwater with the baby. Okay? So we are demonstrating our relationship to the historical church by in these readings were as canonical. We we believe that the canonical scriptures are what the Word of God and what we should be using for doctrine, sound doctrine, and good stuff like that. And so every once in a while, once in a blue moon, we'll bring apocryphal reading into the congregation and show you that what is there written today is very much exactly what Jesus is talking about. Put vengeance aside. Forgive. 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 How many times, Lord? Seven? Power the Holy Spirit more. More. This shows the compassion of God. This shows that we're related to God. Jesus wants us to have and share the same character that God has toward us. The Lord is constantly forgiving us when we sin. Amen? Now, now, so this is the reason why I don't bring Shani along. Because bishops, you know, when they show up at church, they're kind of like holy people and stuff like that. And, and if anybody's not going to do much sinning, it's probably going to be the bishop and stuff like that, right? But that's not true. But the issue is I don't bring along Shawnee because she'll really tell you what's really going on, okay? So I leave her at home to take care of the rest of the family. Praise the Lord. And that's why I don't bring her. And my sweet sister who lives out in, like, Iowa or stuff like that. So she's way out there, and she can't be whistleblowing on me all the time. 
Praise the Lord for that. Now, I need to mention I need to mention one thing, uh, a bit of a bit of mm, difficult activity today because we've just passed the anniversary of 9/11, and I think our country has totally misunderstood what happened on 9/11 because we as a country, understood that as an attack on our righteousness, but we are unrighteous as a nation. And God has spoken to Israel, for example, in the Old Testament Scriptures, that when you are living as an unrighteous nation, there are things that are going to happen to you. God called Israel to live as a righteous nation okay, in the Old Testament. Um, God prepared our country um, to live as a righteous nation. All nations should live as a righteous nation. How do you live as a righteous nation? You refer to the, the Word of God. You practice the Word of God. And so if there are nations that are not practicing the Word of God, they are unrighteous. Amen? Are you still following? Okay. So what happened on 9-11 was not an attack on the righteousness of us as Americans, but it was a warning shot over the bow of our ship, the good ship United States. It was a warning from God telling us you're not living in the proper way. You're not obeying my word. Your country is full of abortion. Your country is full of pornography. This stuff is rampant in your country. Now, when the Lord sent Israel into Canaan to destroy the Canaanites, he destroyed them because they were sacrificing children. And that's what our nation has been doing for decades. Sacrificing our firstborn on Whatever altar that is, convenience, I don't know. We've been putting our trust in our 401ks. And so the Lord sent the enemy straight into those buildings to give us a warning. Now, on that day, there was heroic activity. Heroic activity by our first responders. And our congregation has suffered from that with the death of D.J. Johnson. Deacon D.J. had a cancer that only comes from people who were on the ground that day rescuing, searching, trying to heal people who were struck that day by this terrible activity. And, and so we need to give thanks for his life, remembering him, and, uh, and continue to pray for his family. Despite the wonderful reaction, the, hero, the heroic reaction of people, this was a message of God to turn away from a lifestyle that does not glorify God. Amen? Okay. And in fact, 
people don't like the fact that Israel went in to destroy Canaan as a tool of God to wipe out the sacrifice of children. But when Israel began to sacrifice children, God had the same response. You can't do that. And so he sent Assyria, and then he sent Babylon to destroy Israel because they had adopted the same kind of Canaanite stuff that had been in the land before. Folks, a nation cannot thrive by disobeying God's ten tips. I call them God's ten tips because they lead to abundant life. We think that that God doesn't like abundant life, that these ten tips get in the way of our happiness. But God gives us these commandments so that we will have abundant life. One of, one of the ways that we live as Christians and one of the ways that we can experience abundant life is by utilizing forgiveness in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we're holding on to sin, sin that's been done against us, these wounds will never heal. They only heal through forgiveness. On 9-11, God sent a word of judgment. Um, he, had, he had communicated with Moses some of the things that are going to happen if we go into the land and, and we don't put into practice the things that God wants us to do. Deuteronomy chapter 28, the second part. The Lord will make the rain of your land powder. From heaven dust shall come down on you until you are destroyed. We remember those visual images on that day. The Lord will bring a nation against you from far away from the end of the earth, swooping down like the eagle a nation whose language you do not understand, a hard-faced nation who shall not respect the old or show mercy to the young. This is, if we don't put into practice what we know to be true, what we know to be the Lord's will for our life. It also suggests that if there's terrorists around, don't take American Airlines. The eagle came down and destroyed those buildings. We had heroic reaction from friends of ours even to do what they could to save whom they could at that time. But this was God knocking on the door saying, America, you're not following me. You're not doing my will this morning we will confirm and receive people and, and, and they will remember their, the vows that they took at their baptism to reject evil and to serve the Lord. And we're all called to do that 
We're all called to do that. God in His goodness sends us messages sometimes that we don't want to hear. And He asks us to follow Him. He asks us to put into practice forgiveness, for example. Righteousness. He asks us to put away these these horrible things that are going on in our country. He says, if you love me, you will do these things. If we, if we don't do these things, however, he reminds Moses, there will be judgment. But this is from the Lord who loves us. This is from the Lord who is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, and of great goodness. He calls us to share His character. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things.